Bible in a Year Live Chronological Project, Week 4, Day 7, Names of God Bible. These three men stopped answering Job because Job thought he was righteous. Then Elihu, son of Barashel, a descendant of, a descendant of Buzz from the family of Ram, became very angry with Job because Job thought he was more righteous than Elohim. Elihu was also very angry with Job's three friends because they had found no answer. They made it look as if Elohim was wrong. Elihu waited as they spoke to Job because they were older than he was. When Elihu saw that the three men had no further response, he became very angry. So Elihu, son of Barashel, descendant of Boz, replied to Job, I am young and you are old. That's why I refrained from speaking and I was afraid to tell you what I know. I thought age should speak and experience should teach wisdom. However, there is in humans a ruach, the breath of Shaddai that gives them understanding. People do not become wise merely because they live long. They don't understand what justice is merely because they're old. Why? That is why I say, listen to me. Let me tell you what I know. I waited for you to speak. I listened for you to share your understanding until you could not, until you could find the right words. I paid close attention to you, but none of you refuted Job. None of you has an answer to what he says. So don't say we found wisdom. Let El, not humans, defeat him. Job did not choose his words to refute me, so I won't answer him with your speeches. Job's friends have been overwhelmed and don't have any more answers. They don't have another word to say. Should I wait because they don't speak? Because they stand there and don't have any more answers? I'll give my answer. I'll tell you what I know. I'm full of words. The rock within me forces me to speak. My belly is like a bottle of wine that has not been opened, like new wineskins that are ready to burst. I must speak to get relief. I must open my mouth and answer. I won't be partial towards anyone or flatter anyone. I don't know how to flatter. If I did, my maker would soon carry me away. Please, Job, listen to my words and consider everything I say. I've opened my mouth. The words are on the tip of my tongue. My words are straight from the heart and I sincerely speak the knowledge that is on my lips. The Roach El has made me. The breath of Shaddai gives me life. Answer me if you can. Present your case to me and take your stand. Indeed, I stand in front of El as you do. I, too, was formed from a piece of clay. You certainly don't need to be terrified of me. I won't put too much pressure on you. But you spoke directly to me, and I listened to your words. You said, I'm pure, without any rebellious acts against God. I'm clean. I have no sin. God is only looking for an excuse to attack me. He considers me his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches all my paths. You aren't right about this. I've got an answer for you. Eloah is greater than any mortal. Why do you quarrel with him, since he doesn't answer any questions? El speaks in one way, even in two ways without people noticing it. In a dream, a prophetic vision at night, when people fall into a deep sleep, when they sleep on their beds, he opens people's ears and terrifies them with warnings. He warns them to turn away from doing wrong and to stop, stop being arrogant. He keeps their soul from the pit and their lives from crossing the river of death. In pain on their sick beds, they are disciplined, with endless aching in their bones, so that their whole being hates food, and they lose their appetite for a delicious meal. 
their flesh becomes so thin that it can't be seen. Their bones, not seen before, will be exposed. Their souls approach the pit. Their lives come close to those already dead. If they have a messenger for them, a spokesman, one in a thousand, to tell people what is right for them, then he will have pity on them and say, Free them from going into the pit. I have found a ransom. Then their flesh will become softer than a child's. They will go back to the days of their youth. They will pray to Eloah, who will be pleased with them. They will see Eloah's face and shout for joy as he restores their righteousness. Each one sings in front of other people and says, I sinned and did wrong instead of what was right and it did me no good. The messenger has freed my soul from going into the pit and my life will be the light. Truly, El does all this two or three times with people to turn their souls away from the pit and to enlighten them with the light of life. Pay attention, Job. Listen to me. Keep quiet and let me speak. If you have a response, answer me. Speak, because I'd be happy if you were right. If not, you listen to me. Keep quiet and I'll teach you wisdom. Elihu continues to speak to Job and his friends. Listen to my words, you wise men. Open your ears to me, you intelligent men. The air tests words like the tongue tests food. Let's decide for ourselves what is right and agree among ourselves as to what is good. Because Job has said, I'm righteous, but El has taken away my rights. I'm considered a liar in spite of my rights. I've been wounded by a deadly arrow, though I haven't been disobedient. What person is like Job, who drinks scorn like water, who travels with troublemakers and associates with evil people? He says it doesn't do any good to try to please Elohim. You people who have understanding, listen to me. It is unthinkable that El would ever do evil, or that Shaddai would ever do wicked thing. God will repay humanity for what it has done and will give each person what he deserves. Certainly, El will never do anything evil, and Shaddai will never pervert justice. Who put him in charge of the earth? Who appointed him to do over the... Who appointed him to be over the whole world? If he thought only of himself and withdrew his spirit and his breath, all living beings would die together, and humanity would return to dust. If you understand, listen to this. Open your ears to my words. Should anyone who hates justice be allowed to govern? Will you condemn the one who is righteous and mighty? Should anyone even say to a king, you good-for-nothing scoundrel, or to nobles, you wicked people? The one who is righteous and mighty does not grant special favors to princes or prefer important people over poor people because his hands made them all. They die suddenly in the middle of the night. People have seizures and pass away. Mighty people are taken away, but not by human hands. God's eyes are on a person's ways. He sees, his, he sees all his steps. There's no darkness or deep shadow where troublemakers can hide. He doesn't have to set a time for a person in order to bring him to divine judgment. He breaks mighty people into pieces without examining them and put others in their places. He knows what they do, so he overthrows them at night and they're crushed. In return for their evil, he strikes them in public because they turned away from following him and didn't consider any of his ways. They force the poor to cry out to him, and he hears the cry of those who suffer. If he keeps, if he keeps quiet, who can condemn him? 
If he hides his face, who can see him? Whether it is a nation or a single person, he does this so that godless people cannot rule and so that they cannot trap people. But suppose such a person says to El, I am guilty. I will stop my immoral behavior. Teach me what I cannot see. If I've done wrong, I won't do it again. Should El reward you on your own terms since you have rejected his? You must choose, not I. Tell me what you know. Speak. People of understanding, the wise people who listen to me will say, Job speaks without knowledge. His words show no insight. Ab, let Job be thoroughly tested for giving answers like wicked people do. He adds disobedience to his sins. He claps his hand to insult us. He multiplies his words against L.